0: Welcome to Wake Forest University Department of Counseling Podcast. I'm Dr. Bob Nations, and with me is my esteemed colleague,
1: uh, Dr. Shannon Warden. I got a smile. You know, I love the esteemed part. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are esteemed. <laughs> uh, I, I thoroughly uh, really
0: enjoy Bob, working with you. Thank you, Bob. We're having you know all I feel of our so wonderful good. faculty with us.
1: I do too. Well, Bob, who we got with us today?
0: <laughs> we got Dr. Debbie Newsom. Um, so,
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie. <And, laughs> Loving it! I, I just, know you this know, is so wonderful. Yeah, I know it. Okay. I to know it. To be with her. You know, Debbie, you were—I um, was finishing my program here in the master's program from '96 to '98, and somewhere right on the heels of that, I think you were finishing your PhD. And I remember that. Then you were starting, and I just—you know—you you know how you tuck people away in your in your files of people you're following, and well, I just thought, you know, I'm serious. I well, thought there's Debbie Newsom doing that, and it just was a little—I think—seed for me on my own journey.
2: Well, I appreciate that because mm-hmm. you've always been the one who's impressed me. And I remember those phone calls when you were at Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So, I, I
1: know. Just asking questions and how, how's this going? And, um, you know, and so then fast forward and I do a PhD and uh, am blessed enough to be back on faculty here and um, for six, this is our sixth year, my sixth year. Wow. Debbie. So That's hard to realize. It really is. I think so too. So anyway, Debbie has been uh, leading and um, just influencing a lot of us for a long time. And um, counselor, counselor educator, consultant, and most recently, after really, I got to say too, Debbie, uh, after some years of, of being awarded, like advising awards, I think, and uh, student award. Students love mm. you.
2: Well, mm-hmm. you're kind. Mm, you're kind. Well, you're, I you're enjoy humble. them. That's, that's my passion. It well, the shows. It really shows Doesn't it? It? Yeah. And, and from yeah.
1: there, now, uh, from all that great background and from all of that affirmation from the students, you're now uh, associate. Give us the title. I don't want to mess it up. It's
2: um, associate dean for students mm. in the graduate school on older campus. And that word for has a lot of. Um, Meaning, it's not just a small preposition. I hope that's the right form of speech. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually you have associate dean of students. That's more administrative. But this role was created in order to have an additional resource for graduate students who may be struggling with something academic, career-related, mental health-related, but not of such that they choose to go to the counseling center. Mm-hmm. And so, whereas it's not when I meet with students, it's not like a formal counseling session. I use my counseling skills mm-hmm. to help them talk about what's helping them and what is maybe hindering them in their success at Wake.
1: Mm-hmm. What well, no better person, Bob? I know it. Know and know Debbie Newsom in this role. Yeah, because I was just
0: thinking, you know, about my experience of. Uh, Connecting with the the department years ago as a site supervisor oh, in a counseling you were a center good one. and well thank you and <laughs> Debbie would come and do site visits and and so she was part of that and that was like in two thousand one or something right I think when we first started right I believe that's Once right I've known her then, mm. just just a few what years she has ago done. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. and um, just the kind of. Um, Uh, support that you've given all of the folks in the community and the students have just been wonderful and it's just such a good fit for where you are right now well it really did
2: right I would have never expected it I would have never crafted it Mm -hmm. but it is just one of those path things that that fell into my lap and I'm very grateful for that
1: that's awesome so that's a what, six months, a year, or is it more now that you've been in that role? Okay.
2: A year and a half. So you've got, well, almost a year. Almost. Wait a second. No, That's almost two years. No way. Oh It'll gosh. be two years in January. I, yes. I think.
1: I hope it's a sign of how busy we are, but um, also just amazing how time's getting by, right? So it's all the more good, good time to remind us, you know, do the things you love. Right. And follow that path. Follow that path, yes. You know, yes. That, that good path, follow that path yes well speaking of paths, so one of the things that we're doing in our interviews with faculty is just asking how did you choose counseling in the first place so we're going to back it way up how was it you chose counseling give us a little backstory there
2: that's a great question and actually i thought about that and i thought Wow, I'm getting old because (laughs) seasoned. We're gonna reframe this. Seasoned. Let's reframe seasoned. But um, when I was doing my undergraduate work, I thought I would be a child psychologist because at that time, counseling was not the field that it is today, and my choices were a guidance counselor, I hate that word, guidance, but nonetheless, (laughs) that's the role, and it was almost completely administrative, Mm -hmm. and I knew I didn't want to do that, so, and I loved working with children, I loved being with children, and so I thought, I'll be a child psychologist, but at my, in my great wisdom of being 20 years old, (laughs) I decided that four to five years of additional schooling was just way too long. And so I switched my major to, from psychology to education, uh-huh. where I was able to teach for several years and that allowed the, the concept of counseling to grow and develop into something quite different from what it was in the late 70s, early 80s. Right. And so when it was the right time, I was able to uh, start in the master's program here and Realized I didn't know enough. Realized I didn't know enough, and went on to get a PhD, thinking I'd be a school counselor. But again, life has its turns that are unexpected, and a position opened up at Wake, and I love teaching, and so it combined. It combined all the passions.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I love to, um, you know, and Bob, you're, <clears throat> you're a seasoned person too. I am a seasoned person. <laughs> yes. I'm kinda, you know, in my own mid age range here. So yes. I, I, I'm just a day younger than y'all, but oh yeah, um, right. (laughs) But I'm thinking maybe we should talk about that just a a little while here. See where it takes us. Is that idea of the how the profession has evolved? It really is a different um, discipline and profession. Different opportunities today. um, What thirty some years later, since the late '70s, early '80s, right? Um, in in terms of you know opportunities, what are y'all seeing? And, And maybe in your own thoughts of how has it changed and what are the opportunities now? For people who maybe don't necessarily want to go into psychology, but they've got all these opportunities in counseling, what, where do your thoughts go on the differences there and some of the opportunities for for students and clinicians these days?
2: Well, may I defer to Bob um, sure. initially? Yeah. Well, well,
0: yes, and please please uh, chime in with uh, your thoughts as I go along. Okay. What I've what I've seen, and I've I've had a a different. Co- of path where I've worked within the context of uh, working with a counseling center and seeing our students and one thing that I found out with the Wake Forest students I had other universities that uh, would send students for their internship and I'd be a, a site supervisor uh, what I found out about our students and I work primarily with the ones that are getting their masters in counseling with the clinical mental health because it was a site within a church setting And so I have this interest of spirituality and counseling and and I think about that, uh, oh, just let me say too is uh, when I started working with the Wake students, what I found out is they were exceptional uh, Mm -hmm. at bringing Mm -hmm. in the skills and they were ready to engage with clients and it was just, and so I just became so impressed with Wake at Mm -hmm. that time and I'm just so proud to be part of the faculty now full time. And, and and what I saw too is early on there wasn't such a, uh, there's a lot of separation between spirituality and counseling that's almost uh, not part of what's happened. And so we had a lot of integration uh, now and I've seen that being a part of it. And of course that's an interest of mine that I've paid mm-hmm. attention to. Mm-hmm. But I see now that there's a lot more specialties in counseling opportunities. Folks in some of the fields changing with substance abuse, some of the theories mm-hmm. are changing. Uh, We're still uh, a generalist in what we teach here and how we teach counselors to approach that, but they can go into all kinds of specialties, and I I just really enjoy seeing where our graduates end up, and there's a variety of fields that they go into that wasn't available before.
2: Absolutely not. And the
0: Master's in Counseling was something that you just didn't hear much about early on. Mm. And I didn't. I went to pastoral Counseling kind of route. I went to chaplaincy route. Those are some of the things that mm-hmm. I, I kept getting involved yes. in and did a marriage and family. Um, my doctor is in marriage and family counseling, so I, I kind of approached that. And that came about as a result of working in a church with families and wanting to be able to be more of help with them. Yes. And so that's where I began to see the field of marriage and family uh, being of interest because I was working with parents and adolescents mm-hmm. primarily yeah. at that time. Um, but I've just seen the field expand more, and there's a lot more master's programs, too, that are available, oh, too. Oh, yes, So, so yes. it's really <coughs> emphasized. And so we yeah. realize the value of the master's in counseling mm-hmm. yes. as, as being a, a, an end degree for a number of folks to be able to be Exceptional practitioners right. in the field and once again, you know, you got substance abuse. you got um, I teach a course in sexuality counseling and mm-hmm. so the sexual addictions have come about there's been a lot more mm-hmm. research in mm-hmm. Specialty areas that folks can do some training for and to be part of so that's what I've just seen change right. over time I'm
2: Right, and I would I would go along with that as time has evolved. I found that things like mindfulness mm-hmm. and wellness and, um, ACT, Motivation. Oh, Interval yes, absolutely. EMDR. I love EMDR, yeah. EMDR DBT, dialectical Behaviour-
1: Right, mm-hmm. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. right. There are so That's many different true. types. and And I don't, I'm one of those who, d- I don't follow one particular theory. I think it depends on the client and the client's needs and what the client is either wanting to work on or in, case of, in the cases of mandated counseling, having to come to counseling for, in which case motiv- motivational interviewing is, you know, to me, the theory mm-hmm. to use. But, but I like the idea of being able to pull from different theories, both the older theories and the ones that are now more current, mm-hmm. and recognize there's still so much room to grow, you mm-hmm. know, our understanding of diversity and how that plays into change and the change process that's
1: great I mean isn't that great that's so good, yeah. in thirty, four years I mean that's kind of a quick uh, you know snapshot of changes in theories changes in specialties the way we understand counseling the way they understand people the way we understand ourselves as the, uh, clinicians that we yes you know we'll, we'll tend to have a subset of Uh, theories that we mostly ground ourselves in, but that we can and should understand as many as possible, and and as we continue to interface with different types of clients, practicing and understanding those theories even more. I mean, there's just, Mm -hmm. there's so much potential there, including even, Debbie, just to kind of come back to the associate dean role, is I'm seeing a lot of um, overlap with higher education opportunities for counselors as well.
2: Oh yes, uh, so so Bob, like yes. you know, not
1: only the counseling center, but sure. now we've got substance abuse types of uh, offices within the university, uh, right. trauma, uh, domestic or partner violence, mm-hmm. intimate partner violence types exactly. of uh, yes. opportunities, and so even within the microcosm of university, right? There's still now multiple opportunities for oh, counselors, yes. and with higher ed, now I know there's discipline of higher ed sure you know, if our folks are studying specifically right. that discipline but certainly there's some overlap that whoever's listening right now might think especially if you're a, a prospective student or someone in the future thinking about mm. counseling mm-hmm. is gosh you know I can really parlay this master's in clinical mental health counseling or school counseling into a number of avenues as I change and grow as a person right there's a lot of doors there Right. Um, that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I, I'm that's obviously biased. That's very exciting. I know it, biased as we are, but isn't it a great yeah, discipline yeah, to go it into? Is,
2: yeah. It is, it and, is, and you mentioned the college or higher education mm-hmm. need for counseling, and yeah. it has just escalated yes. yeah. um, as our society has encompassed many more <laughs> challenges, right. or at least more being brought to the forefront. That's right. And I believe 25% perhaps, I could be off on the figure. Okay of counseling students deal with some area of challenge, whether it be anxiety or stress or depression, mm-hmm. and of course the more serious things, trauma, suicide. Sure, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's always a, uh, I think a, a great opportunity when a student is able to disclose on their own. Here's what I've struggled with, and sometimes we'll see that mm-hmm. in their uh, personal statements when applying, or you'll yes. hear, it, hear it, you know, being shared uh, at certain times in their process through the program. Um, but th- they've struggled with one of or more of those things that sure. you just talked about, and um, you know, it it definitely influences uh, who they are and who they're becoming, and, and and in positive ways. And that's certainly you know we've talked in some previous episodes about teachability and mm. um, I think, Debbie, you're, you're uh, here this morning even talking about um, the, um, just the personal growth piece that, that you're on path over these last years, and it's a very similar thing, whatever a student has come with, um, yeah. struggle or, or victory and all in between, you know, that it, our path continues to emerge and what a great time and what a great place. Um, uh, bragging as it is you know, Department <laughs> of Counseling at Wake Forest University mm. to, to really grow as a person yes. and grow as a clinician who's going to go out mm. and hopefully yes. uh, continue to change and grow themselves but help other people grow and change
2: Right, and if I could piggyback on that just right. the idea of the reflective practitioner mm. you know that's what we encourage in our students that self-awareness is such a critical piece yes. and then also reflecting on okay, this is what I'm saying, but is this really how I'm acting? I'm saying that it's important to have balance in your life, but am I really living that way? Wow. And oftentimes I have to look at myself and say, no, I'm not. And, um, because the it's counsel- constant, isn't it? It's is constant. constant. And the counselor or counselor educator or supervisor needs to be the healthiest person in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, that's not always been the case. Right. And then that yeah. brings on all sorts of emotional things one has to deal with sure. and seek personal counseling. Right. Mm-hmm. So I
1: love that vulnerability. That's why you're a leader is because you're willing to say to other people, hey, you're going to struggle. I've struggled. Right. And the self-awareness, the reflection that you're talking mm-hmm. about, you're mm-hmm. counselor, that's what you need. Self-reflection, awareness, really to... You know, recognize whoa, I'm not the healthiest in the room right now. What am I going to do about it? And um, certainly, there's a lot of great literature and a lot of great teaching around burnout and mm-hmm. prevention self-care back to mindfulness even I'm, I'm oh yeah knowing a lot of absolutely counselors, counselor educators supervisors who are practicing mindfulness or incorporating that into their practices right. uh, we incorporate mm-hmm. that into the classroom i do too yeah i so do too so oh wow yes yes
2: yes that's how we start Can each of our skills feedback. class sure. and mm-hmm. with the undergrads mm-hmm. yes awesome
1: well and um, I know, too, um, we're often talking about graduate uh, school and graduate students because that's, you know, kind of our core. But of course. really, we um, now for some years have been teaching in the undergraduate college here at Wake Forest. And so, you know, if there are uh, listeners and you're thinking, Wow, well, you know, I might like my kid to go there one day, mm-hmm. you know, my, mm-hmm. my student sure. to go there. Um, we certainly get the great privilege of interacting with the undergraduates as uh, well and uh, teaching in our um, Health and Human Services classes, mm-hmm. we have a right. the minor, the minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yes. is amazing.
2: And, and it's becoming more and more, um, I hate to use the word popular because that carries a strange connotation, right. but sought after yeah, mm-hmm. is a better word, I think.
1: Well, and, and that kind of encouraging to us, I mean, it, young people do and students do want to have what we're talking about, how do we incorporate these This understanding, this interpersonal ability, right? Mm -hmm, um, How mm -hmm. how do we sharpen our emotional intelligence? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. To be able to do that at the undergraduate level, and then tie that into their major study. Yes. um, You know, and then often wherever they're going into their graduate studies and thereafter. But you know, to even get that at the undergraduate level, I think is a really cool thing we've got going Mm -hmm. on here at Wake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: the feedback from the students has just been. Uh, amazing about the the minor too because they'll come in and say this has been so different than other courses I've had right. and it's just really enhanced my understanding and self-awareness and what I need to do to take care of myself and to help and yeah. be engaging with others so it really is a good supplement for those that are not getting the minor or that be, maybe majoring in something else
2: as well. Exactly and then so. there are also those who are getting the minor and through that process realize hey I want to be a counselor. I had a student from a couple of years ago email me, thanking me, and that's not just me, mm-hmm. it's the whole program. And she said, now I know for sure what I want to do. And it mm. changed as a result of these undergraduate mm-hmm. Health and Human Service minor classes. Exactly. I've had three yeah.
0: conversations uh, in the past few weeks with our undergrad students. that They want to go into counseling. Yes. Say, what can I do? What must, yes. What would be good to be a good candidate for admission?
2: Yes.
1: That's fantastic. And I do think that speaks to the uh, the premise under um, the liberal arts experience. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know? And uh, ours fits in really nicely. Our uh, discipline, our, our area of study fits in really nicely with that. And um, and it is really flattering to hear students say, hey, can I apply mm-hmm. for the program? I want to apply. Will write a letter of yes. reference? Yes. Oh, yes. Maybe you know? yes. how many letter, letters of reference have oh, you put?
2: For, for, from the, well, a uh, for hundred for in terms of life. Yeah. And then from the minor, <laughs> from the minor, uh, certainly double digits. No, no, yeah. no, no. We haven't had the ma- minor oh, for that's that right, long. that's right. That's right. <laughs> but definitely double digits. Yeah. So. Isn't that great? It's right. exciting. It, it makes is. you see that they're eager. They're motivated. And. Those qualities can really be taught. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I want to take us just here uh, briefly into the area of leadership because I know we've got you here, David. I'm just thinking, you're in a real special role, and, and you know just your process across time now is such you should be in leadership. You know, you've got those qualities and the expertise and the heart amongst all of those great qualities. You've got the heart for students, and um, and so I'm thinking maybe we can give a word to listeners right now just about how is they're cultivating leadership in their own uh, path. Yes. And maybe specifically to the counseling the, the counseling student or the newer counselor, what encouragement oh. can you give to, to that person uh, yes. in terms of cultivating leadership?
2: Well, my f- my first response is to get involved. Okay. Get involved in local organizations, get involved in the American Counseling Association, find a mentor, a faculty mentor with whom you can what well, with whom you share interests and they can greatly enhance your experience that then leads to leadership. I know that um, many of the people I went to school with and you went to school with have leadership positions in ACA, and that's where my leadership role started was in ACA with the um, assessment and counseling, which Mm -hmm. has changed names a gazillion times. Um, (laughs) And that's not where I am right now, but it – put me in a leadership role that, that then enabled me to, to move that to other areas, including in our own department.
1: Yeah. That's great. Get mm-hmm. involved. And, and it doesn't have to be any harder than that. I think sometimes, especially the, the highest of the achievers, you know, we want to, I gotta do it all right now. I've gotta right. do the biggest all right now. And really it's much it's slower. Little. It's little. It's little. You know, start doable. Keep it doable. Yes. Right. And then see where yes. doable takes you. Exactly. And then right. all of a sudden, you're the associate dean for <laughs> students. Four. Thanks Four for students. getting that. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, for students. Right. School.
1: That's amazing. Well, Debbie, anything else? I, I don't know that I have other questions, Bob. I'm, I know we could talk on with oh, you we for could. hours. Yeah. But Debbie, is there any other you know info you want to share with us? I
2: think the the only thing that I'd like to share to end mm-hmm. is I love the associate dean role mm-hmm. for wow. students. Great. But I miss being full-time in the counseling department. (laughs) I miss miss that. And trying to make sure I keep those connections. I'm not doing as good a job as I could do. So that's an area I have to look back at and say, okay, what can I do differently?
1: All right. Which then comes back to balance. Oh, yeah. What am I missing right now? And I I miss that part of my identity. And how do I maybe get some of that back? Won't happen unless intentionality. So right, Dr. Debbie Newsom has said it here. We're now going to hold her accountable. <laughs> you know, someone she's needs to Debbie. <laughs> she's right. it out there in the oh, Someone have so needs you, to. Have you, how are you staying connected lately, Debbie? That's I right. like that. <laughs> I like that. Lunch. You're
2: going to inspire me to go do something. I don't know what, but
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't. I know. Um, I know your office, I think, if you got a couple of offices?
2: <laughs> I do. There's one upstairs. Okay, right here in the building. Yes, mm-hmm. in our Carswell building. And then there's one, we call it the cottage yeah. in Rinalda Village. That's for the...
1: Well, I, that's what I was thinking. And so so I'm did. thinking over there where all those great eateries mm-hmm. are, Bob. Uh, I just expect an invitation to come over and eat lunch
0: We sometime. could do some visits. We so. could oh. walk we office visits. We, we could, could
2: walk. walk and talk. It's that's a, a great idea.
1: I would like to have a you know, a walk and talk with Debbie Newsom that ends <laughs> I would know, like to have a walk and, at and village talk. tavern. Yeah. <laughs> hey, absolutely. It
2: may have to begin there depending on the <laughs> time. Yeah, <that's laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's let's Excellent. make that a commitment. I like it. Okay. Well, Bob, right. this has been fun. It has. Dr. It Debbie, has. Newsome,
1: everybody. And um, Debbie, we love you. We appreciate all you're doing uh, for all you have for all these years to make us who we are as a department. And which is to say, as well, have touched numerous students' lives, which is amazing. It's something that uh, certainly mm-hmm. uh, I think all the rest of us can aspire to, to do.
2: Well, I appreciate yes. that. And I can't take the credit, it's the environment that stimulates that. Wow. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me to come speak. Team play right. talk, converse. Right. Not just speak.
1: Converse. Uh, converse. <laughs> yes. All right. Well we appreciate everybody listening. Bob, yes. I think we've done it again. We've done it again.